Hey friend, thank you so much for joining us once again today. I'm excited for the fact that you would continue listening. It's been, we're approaching the two-year mark of me being the host of this particular broadcast. Now, this broadcast has been around for over 50 years. What a legacy. What a rich history we have going all the way back to Dr. Paul Levine. Now this program on dozens, over 100 different radio stations nationwide and even outside the borders of the United States internationally. And you're listening right now. I greatly appreciate that. If you would, grab your Bibles. Daniel chapter 3 is where we will be. Daniel chapter 3, while you do that, I closed our broadcast yesterday giving a little personal illustration from my childhood. I was a little bit of an inquisitive child. I asked questions a lot. I read a lot of books. You could definitely, you could always find me pretty near a book while I was growing up, whether it be fiction or nonfiction. Actually, my parents, imagine this, my parents sometimes as punishment would ground me from reading you say, hold up a second, why would your parents? Because it was something I enjoyed. And sometimes I need to learn my lesson. And so they grab all the books that I, they knew I was going to read. I had gotten from the, from the library and say, all right, hey, when you straighten up and fly right, you can have these back. And I liked reading enough that normally it was a very short time period before I got my attitude straightened up. And I'd go, um, can I have my books? Now, don't tell my parents. This is a secret. But I would normally have at least one book stashed under my bed so that if I did have my books taken away, say, hold up, Micah, I cannot believe that a little devious child like you could grow up to be the director of Bible Tracks Incorporated. You know what? I marvel at it myself. So don't tell my parents, okay? I'm ashamed of it. I'm saddened by it. But I did learn a lot by reading. So all that to say, I'm telling you about a gospel track. How did I get off on that? I don't know. I'm confessing my faults before all. I just tell you about a hundred radio stations that were on. And now I'm telling everyone my, my secret sins of my childhood. Anyway, seven questions boys and girls ask. It's a gospel tract I have in my hand right now. We've been printing this gospel tract for years and years, and it's made such an impact in so many young people's lives. Seven questions boys and girls ask. What kind of questions do boys and girls ask? Now we're talking, of course, of a spiritual nature. Who, and this is actually a question that I've heard from my children. I have a, let's see, they are just over toddlers now, I guess, Uh, you know, four, almost five and three years old thereabouts. But a question, who is God? That's a great question. That's a difficult question maybe to put on a child's level, but this gospel tract does a great job. Where did we come from? How can we go to heaven? Who is Jesus? Those type of questions and more are inside this gospel tract, and you can get it for free at BibleTracksInc.org. BibleTracksInc.org. Go there, get them for free. We don't even require a credit card to sign up. All you have to do is order them, put them in your cart, and We don't even charge for shipping. This is not one of those deals where for 15 easy payments of $19.99, we'll continue to supply you. No, no. They are free. F-R-E-E. That spells free. And so I need you to go. BibleTracksInc.org. Get seven questions boys and girls ask if that can be a help to you. Daniel chapter 3 is where we are at. Have you found your place there yet? You need your Bible for today. Daniel chapter 3. We've been talking, we've been discussing this concept, this idea of going against the flow. You know, there are times when 
It's right. It's proper. It, it's it's well balanced to kind of just go along with what's going on. But there are other times when we need to put our foot down, biblically speaking, and say, no, 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 enough is enough. And these three Hebrew boys from this story, Daniel chapter 3 is where we find ourselves, realize that the background is thus. Nebuchadnezzar, that king with a long name, remember him? Nebuchadnezzar has commissioned a massive 90-foot-tall gold statue in his honor, and he tells everyone the music is going to play. And he has his herald cry out for everyone. These are the princes, the sheriffs, the counselors, basically the who's who of the government. And he says, when you hear the music, you fall down and you worship or else. If you don't, you'll be thrown into a burning, fiery furnace. The music starts playing. And funny enough, everyone falls down and worships. Whether they believed or not, they were acting like it. Except for three young men. They were like, nope, we're not doing it. You can't make me. Nebuchadnezzar calls them to him. Verse number 13 through 15, Nebuchadnezzar says, hey, did you understand? Uh, What's going on here? If you don't do this, you're going to die. And they give a no-nonsense reply. The discourse they respond with, Daniel chapter number 3 and verse number 16, here's what they say to Nebuchadnezzar. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Basically, their mind is already made up. They already have a stock answer. They didn't have to huddle and think about it. They knew what they were going to say. If it be so, if you're going to try to kill us, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand." You know, I mentioned yesterday the world has no qualms about telling you exactly what it thinks. It's about time Christians discover the same reserve of grit and say, you know what, I believe some things as well. And my God, my Bible tells me that what's going on here is wrong. But furthermore, I'm willing to pay the price. Because next we see non-negotiable dedication. Verse number 18. But if not, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're still talking. They say that, yes, God can deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Basically what they're saying is God can. He is powerful enough. He could deliver us from the burning fiery furnace if he so chooses. But if not... If we are signing our own death warrants, if we know we're going to die, it still wouldn't change our mind. We are not kowtowing to you and your demands. The line has been drawn, the gauntlet thrown down. Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Let me me point something out to you. The world doesn't care which idol you worship at. It doesn't care what throne you bow to, what image grabs your attention, as long as you don't worship Christ. I've used this illustration many times. You know, the devil doesn't care how far out of God's will you are oftentimes, as long as you're not doing God's perfect will. 
he doesn't need you to become a mass murderer. But as long as you step outside of what God wants you to be doing, you can serve him just fine. The world will give you a smorgasbord, a buffet of options, of things and, and, and activities and, and jobs and occupations and religions and all sorts of idols that you can worship at. As long as you don't worship Christ, they'll be happy. But these young men, they had a non-negotiable dedication. Realize this, when you've given God everything, nothing can cost too much. If I've given God everything I am, my life, my death, you name it, everything, then nothing can be too expensive for me to give him. Think about it. If God actually placed upon your heart to go to the deepest, darkest regions of South America, Africa, Australia, some place, the, the place that you don't want to go, think of that place. If you've already given God everything and you fully surrendered, it doesn't cost you any more to go do that thing because you've already surrendered to everything. Now let's bring it home. Maybe there's that person across the street. Maybe there's that mom, that dad, that sibling, that family member that you say, no, no, they've already rubbed me the wrong way too many times. I'm not going to witness to them. They can die and burn in hell for all I care. Well, it appears that you haven't given God everything, have you? Because there's still a Rubicon that you won't cross. C.T. Studd said this, If Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. These young men were staring death square in the face. And yet they said, we are dedicated. We're not backing down. I mean, you want to talk about going all in. That's all the chips on the table right there. That's their li- That's not just their livelihood. There, there are many Christians that they've lost jobs because of stances they've taken for the Bible and for righteousness. And kudos to you for being uh, strong enough to do so. But let's turn the heat up. Not just literally like they do in just a moment to that furnace. But let's ask, are you willing to give it all, including your life? I know it's a tall ask. I know it's a big order, but at the same time, think about this. He gave all for us. Now, tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to talk about the noticeability. We're going to talk about how, how apparent it was that something good was going on, how, how God blessed this circumstance. Not to let the cat out of the bag, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, don't die at the end of this, okay? I apologize for skipping to the end too quickly. Spoiler alert, I guess. But I want you to realize, there will come a time and a place in your life when maybe it doesn't appear, earthly speaking, humanly speaking, it doesn't appear that everything turns out okay in the end. Maybe there are times that there's a sacrifice that has to be made and it actually feels like a sacrifice. Maybe there's a time when we have to give up some things and it costs us what feels like everything. 
But if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. Let me encourage you, it's very likely within the next 24 hours, certainly within the next week, that you will be confronted with a circumstance that might just rock you to your core. Would you consider making those big decisions, making those great decisions before they have to be made? I'm not asking you to be stubborn for the sake of being stubborn. I'm asking you to get the mind of God, get alone with God's book, and set some things in stone that man can't break down. Join us as we conclude this passage tomorrow. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.